Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers, using the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution of the United States of America, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders, and rejecting revolution, standing for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We were not live yesterday. Sorry about that, folks. We were. Uh, we had some internet issues. A big fiber cable was cut. Took us off the air. What a tragic reality. We're trying to create more backup solutions, but every bit of it costs money. And uh, you know what? We just don't have a lot of money like a lot of the radio networks, and so we just run on a thin dime and do the best we can. That's all. Thanks for your understanding. If you want to donate, lovingliberty.net is where you can do that. Lovingliberty.net. Donate liberally today, would you please? All right, a quick recap of, let me think about this, Tuesday's show. It was an incredible show. First hour, radio and TV, Brighty on TV. We had on Tina Peters, Because the Truth Matters. Tina Peters for Colorado.com to learn more about her and her website. Her incredible movie called Selection Code. We played the original trailer on TV on Tuesday. Selectioncode.com is the website for her incredible movie. You say, what is Selection Code? Well, it highlights that, you know what? They're not electing these people. They're selecting them. And Tina shows proof in the movie. The Selection Code movie follows the story of Tina Peters. She's the county clerk in Mesa, Colorado who made a backup of her county's Dominion voting system. Uh, She backed up the server only to discover evidence of city council election manipulation. Not to mention the 2020 election as well. That's right. They've been after her ever since. For the last two years, Tina has continued to be inundated With lawfare, you know what that is, right? Where they get attorneys and lawyers and they just basically litigate you to death and try to run you out of money. Not to mention the personal attacks the poor lady has endured. Costing her savings and everything she has in her effort to wake up the people. To see the dangers and the forces trying to take away our very liberties. As of January the 10th, 2023, that's the end of her elected position and her salary, she needs funding to continue her work to bring the truth to light. Um, We need to bring forward the alarm and empowering Americans to take up the fight to save our country. Tina's all about it, ladies and gentlemen. She's literally lost everything due to the attacks and the abuse that they've given her. As a whistleblower, Tina has continued to fight to save the America we love through her brave efforts. She stands with Mike Lindell, and she wants the truth to be told. You know what? I was last July on stage 
at the Ahern Hotel in Las Vegas with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. We had a conference, and I had the opportunity to introduce Tina Peters, had the opportunity to introduce Mike Lindell to the audience that was there in person and those via the Internet streams. Thanks to Mike Lindell's uh, networks, Brandon, Brandon House uh, and others doing a phenomenal job uh, carrying our live conference, our press conference on their streams. Thanks to all them. Mike Lindell was there. Tina Peters, I was there. And we called on all 3,000-plus sheriffs in the country to investigate election integrity issues. We got mocked by the mainstream press, attacked by the mainstream press, but we did not care because we want the truth, we want accountability, we want transparency, and we want criminal activity prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Anyway, if you want to check out that show that took place on Tuesday on radio and TV, uh, you can simply uh, see archives of the simulcast on tvbrighteon.com and on radio, lovingliberty.net, okay? Uh, if you want to get Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association updates, all you got to do is text the letters CSPOA to the number 53445. That's text CSPOA to 53445, and you'll be added to the list and keep up with what we're doing. That was hour one. Hour two, Sheriff Max stayed with me, and we talked about Republicans push back after Biden suggests critics are physically demented. What does physically demented mean? It means he believes that we're financially demented because we want to stop the out-of-control belligerent spending. Yeah, as more and more the onion gets peeled back on the Biden scandal, or the Biden classified documents is another way to say it, the more it's looking like the big guy, that's Joe, may have literally been using his, quote, residence, his house, where the classified documents were illegally found, to launder money for his criminal son, Hunter Biden. Breitbart with the story, but look, as far as we understand, Hunter Biden recorded monthly payments to Joe, so his son renting his house for $49,000 a month. $49,910 while living at Joe's residence. Yeah, that's the problem, see? We believe now Joe's laundering money. But he sits in the White House, mocks the rest of us, uses the CIA and the FBI and the IRS against us all. Hunter Biden now, belligerent as all get out, asks court to stop Love Child from taking his sullied surname. So think about this. Hunter uh, got a stripper pregnant, lied about it. The stripper forced a DNA test, proved it. Hunter got caught lying. Now the stripper and crew are trying to get the baby to be able to use the Biden last name. Joe supposedly staying out of this, but Hunter's saying, no, you can't use my last name. The stripper say, says, oh, yes, your daughter can. Now the court battle continues. Uh, why Hunter doesn't want his love child to use his last name, I don't know. But what a disgraced man. Gets a girl pregnant, a stripper in the first place, on drugs and everything else, then lies about it. Forced DNA causes him to tell the truth, and now he says, oh, the love child can't use my last name. 
Well, whose name should the love child take, may I ask? Anyway, wow, it's just shocking of what Hunter, what Lowe's, the Hunter family or the Biden family is willing to go to, Joe included. I mean, it is just sick. It is, you know, I don't even know how to deal with this, right? There you have it. Look, America's getting played by the deep state, folks. We don't even know the answers to the most important questions. I've asked a lot of the questions, but no answers forthcoming. All right. I mean, it's just, what do you do? We literally have, folks, criminals all up and down the government. Literally top to bottom. You know, I used to think it was just kind of the general government. I thought the states were a lot better. They're not. I used to think your local towns and your counties and your cities a lot better. They're not. I've had to go to the ombudsman uh, of the records, the records ombudsman in the state of Utah to battle for transparency and accountability with FOIA requests. The government tried to literally print out a record and change the nature from digital to paper and claim it didn't qualify. Well, we had to spank the attorneys in front of the ombudsman and say, look, just because you changed the nature of a record, that doesn't change your obligation to fulfill a FOIA request, etc. This is how criminal it gets even at the local level, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it is just shocking of we have to go, what we have to go through to get to the truth, right? All right. New York City health officials admit that the Omicron subvariant is more likely to infect vaccinated people, but still continue to urge residents to get vaccinated. What's that all about? This is what I mean by they're just a bunch of criminals, folks. It doesn't matter what you focus on. They're criminals. Everywhere you turn. Criminal activity everywhere. It's just crazy stuff. All right, by the way, the Freedom Fest is happening in Memphis, Tennessee in July, July the 12th through the 15th, and I'm going to be there. We're also going to bring a bunch of sheriffs to talk about the border. That's right. The Freedom Fest is going to be incredible this year in Memphis, Tennessee, July 12th through the 15th. To learn more, to take advantage of the yearly bird special, etc., you simply need to go to freedomfest.com, check out the incredible lineup of speakers, Check out the hotels, the locations. I'm telling you, it's going to be historic. It's going to be epic. It's going to be in Memphis, Tennessee, and a bunch of wonderful people are going to be there. You're going to rub shoulders with them, eat dinner with them, talk to them, hear them speak. Check out the incredible vendors and booths that are all there. It's all happening in July, but you can get the early bird special, freedomfest.com. All right, just thought I'd bring that to your attention as a little uh, radio commercial, if you will, on the fly. And uh, we're going to take a quick pause, come back with Kelly Finnegan, come back with Brian Rust, our dear brothers at RustCoinandGift.com. We're going to do it all in seconds. It is called The Honest Money Report. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live.
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio, and man, it's a crazy morning, I'll tell you what. Wow. Eldon Stahl going to be with us in just a second, field coordinator of the John Birch Society, but I've got Brian Rust and Kelly Finnegan with me now, RustQuinnandGift.com doing a phenomenal job. Brian, hi. Hey, good to be with you, Sam. Good morning. Kelly, welcome. Good morning, Sam. Good to be here. All right, there's so much to focus on, it's hard to even focus on it, if you will. Uh, the first one is Microsoft announced Wednesday, so yesterday they're going to be laying off 10,000 employees to help cut costs. Do you want to respond to this one, Brian? <laughs> well, there you go. What are, I think there's a number of these uh, you know, companies in that realm are laying off um, big amounts of uh, employees so another big blow to maybe yeah but i thought um, they told us that high tech was going to save us brian no yeah yeah you're <laughs> well how's that looking right now well it depends on who you work for if you work for me you haven't lost your job yet if you work for the big boy uh, <laughs> bill gates or you know microsoft then you know hey it's curtains what do you say kelly right well, and, and I just was reading that Amazon's getting ready to lay off 13,000, which would mean 23,000 people in the Seattle area losing their jobs. This is this is almost as bad as when Boeing did it in the 70s. So, yeah, big tech, you know, you only need one guy to program a computer. Then you have the computer program the computer, and you, you can only go through so many 
guys to put packages in trucks before you treat them bad enough. Nobody will work for you. So, yeah, I, they're, they're, they better be careful. Wow. Uh, Eldon Stahl, welcome, sir. What do you think? Thir- 10,000 people laid off at Microsoft. That's a whole lot of people that are going to be looking for jobs, huh? Um, boy. Yeah, these are these are high paying jobs too, though. This yeah, not like are. hey, some low paying guys. These are like technical jobs, and uh, these are the high paying guys, right? I would assume so. And pays pretty well working for a group like that. Uh boy. So, isn't there? Isn't supposedly it's in high demand though, right? Um, supposedly. <laughs> Or maybe they're going to be replaced by well, lower-paid people. That's a little bit of a debate. Now, Microsoft also created a technology. I, can't, I don't have in front of me what it's called. I have to look it up. But it's speech recognition technology where they say they can listen to your voice for about three seconds, and then they can have an AI develop an engine that sounds just like you. And uh, they oh. say that it's spooky. That it's literally uh, able to just make it sound just like you. Uh, what do you think of that, Kelly? It's gonna it's gonna sound just like you. I thought what they could do is have your wife talk for three seconds, then they could go ahead and just factor that. They could download that straight to your GPS, and your wife could tell you what to do all the time. Yeah, I don't have to wait for her to to tell me. She'll just be there all the time. And, and yeah. they're also they said that like they're that. actually hiring too. You know, but they're hiring people for their AI division. So this makes sense that they're going with that. Um, it's, uh, yeah, not a good time to be in, in high tech. You know, those trade jobs look a lot better. Ryan, what do you say to that? Well, are we going to, you know, more people are going to need, you know, receiving benefits as a result of losing their jobs. Uh, Obviously they get maybe some kind of package when they leave, but then, then they got to rely on, on, uh, the government to kind of, with help them over a period of time is so, so more and more of that money flows, which is already paying. I don't know. And then they change the rules and then show the fact of, Oh, not as many jobs lost this quarter. Or, you know, I don't know. It seems like it's always a, a wild cycle that kind of, <clears throat> when we look at the job market or jobless claims or all those things. Yeah. I found out, I, I looked it up what it's called. It's called Microsoft. And you can tell me how to pronounce this. It's V-A-L-L dash E. Is that Valley or Valley? What is it? V-A-L-L dash E. Probably it's valet. Right that Somebody that does it, stuff for you. Valet. Yeah, or if it's Valley, it's kind of like the Valley Girl, you know? Maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah. Bill Gates loves hmm. those Valley Girls. You could just say like all the time, right? I don't do a Valley Girl voice is the problem. I do the Bill Clinton voice, and I do some of those. Things. I do an Alex Jones voice. I don't. I don't really do the Valley Girl voice. Do you want to? You want to try that for me, Kelly? <laughs> no, but I was saying, you know, Bill Gates loves those Valley Girls. So yes, he does. Why, Eldon? You might be the guy to do a Valley Girl voice. What do you say? Well, like I, I don't know about that really, Sam. I, I just, I. I, You're I like out. It. I'm out. Yeah. All right. They say that they this this <laughs> new AI can clone your voice. 
from a three-second audio clip. Now, I've decided that if that's the case, then maybe what we need to do is if they can write an AI that could pick all the right stories for me, and the AI could sound like me and Bill could just run it, Bill Gates and crew could just run it with less employees, maybe they ought to just do my talk show for me and I could just listen. And then if there's something that they get not right, I could sue them because they'd be, you know, peddling fake news. What do you, what do you think, guys? Am I onto something? Sure. <laughs> well, I think you're onto everything except for the sue thing. They'll make sure you can't do that. I see. Well, I was hoping I could not work and still get rich, and the only way I could get money in is if I sued. So, I mean, you're taking the wind out of my sails there, Kelly. <laughs> I know that realism comes into play every once in a while, and I have to push it back down. All right, I got a video that I want to play after. Or if Cameron can get it ready fast enough, he can play it before the break. If not, we'll have to do it after the break. I just emailed it to them, but it says this. Is it a sign? Kareem Jean-Pierre, whatever you know the name is, refers to Kamala Harris as the president. Amid Biden documents scandal. So my question is, is this a uh, Freudian slip? Is it a sign? Uh, Before we get to the soundbite, what do you think? I mean, you're literally calling Kamala the president and you're supposed to be like the press secretary person? What the heck? Okay, clip's ready. Play it really quick, then they'll comment. Go ahead. This Sunday, the president will speak about the fight to secure women's fundamental right to reproductive health care in the face of these attacks. She will talk about what's at stake for millions of women across the country and most importantly, the need for Congress to codify the protections of Roe into law. So I got a question. The president, she, this is like the press secretary saying this. Is this um, criminal? demonstrating that really the president's Kamala or is this a Freudian slip or it looks like she was reading. I mean, it seems like she was reading as well. This isn't just something where she made a quick uh, Freudian slip and corrected herself or something. This is literally written down and codified and rolled out. You got a female president, Brian. Yeah, good question. I think she doesn't she read most of the things now. I mean, she's not she doing isn't. her own. I think in, in most cases she's reading. No, because what if she gets off her. script and gets flustered and tells the truth? You can't be having that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, that's exactly right. Maybe Joe Biden's a female. Yeah. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe they clone uh, Kamala or uh, what's her name's voice? And it's really <laughs> Joe and drag. I don't. Know. I mean, this is just weird stuff, people. Well, Joe, what Biden do you say to the? Kelly, Joe Biden has referred to her as President Harris before, and he calls it the the Harris Biden ticket, you know, so I think they're just going along with what Joe's saying. But it kind of shows you that they're they're ready to get rid of him. They've gotten as much out of him as they can get. And they're pushing, you know, that's the, the whole document thing. It's like, hey, here's another way thing we can use to get him to just step down. Eldon Stahl, well, yeah, what do you what say, would, though? Is this yeah. criminal activity? It, well, it seems like there's some – it would indicate to me that there's uh, people thinking at least in the terms of – you remember when uh, George W. Bush was president? It seemed like really the guy calling the shots was Cheney in the background. Um, I don't know if it's quite the best analogy, but, um, yeah, it Kamala Harris it probably would be the the next person to be – 
see president either run for president or potentially if Biden just resigns. Yeah, but is it criminal activity, though, for literally the press secretary and the president, both being referring to her as the president before anything's codified or any changes have been legally or appropriately documented or made? Uh, Brian, I mean, this is criminal activity. Well, it, it probably is, Sam, but, it, you know, they're never, they're never going to get that. They, they'll, they'll step forward and say, oh, it was a, a slip, like you mentioned just a minute ago. But, I mean, the push right now, which which I find very interesting, is, is the fact that they're going after Biden now with these documents. And, and if he was credible, I don't think they'd be pushing this agenda, and they want him out. All right. Time will tell in seconds. Brian Rust, Kelly Finnegan, Sam Bushman, and Eldon Stahl continue on your radio. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Thursday's big announcement by New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, who altered the face of global politics when she was elected the world's youngest female head of state, holding back tears as she made her declaration to resign next month and said she has nothing left in the tank and it was time to step aside after a challenging five and a half years in office. Representative Scott Perry, the Republican from Pennsylvania on Newsmax overnight, calls out the Biden White House for name-calling of extreme MAGA members to the House Oversight Committee. Defending the American people from record high inflation, defending the American people from a southern border where the cartels are running it. If President Biden thinks that's extreme, then you can tell it just illustrates how tone-deaf he is to what the American people endure under his leadership every single day. Ukraine pleaded on Thursday for the West to finally send it heavy tanks as defense leaders of the United States and Germany headed for a showdown over the weapons that Kiev says could decide the fate of the Russian invasion. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is in Germany today to meet with Germany's new defense minister hours after he was sworn into office. Your money for the government to use to operate continues to be a bipartisan quagmire in Washington. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy argued yesterday he won't accept an increase in the $31.4 trillion debt limit without some conditions. We're six months away. Why wouldn't we sit down now? But the Biden administration says Republicans will play chicken to slash social programs. To cut Social Security, to cut Medicare, and to cut Medicaid. That's Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday. The official deadline for federal funding ends tomorrow. But Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the government will employ extraordinary measures until those run out sometime in June. In Washington, I'm Jared Rizzi. This is USA News. Streaming on Peacock. Fellas, I'm getting married. From the creator of The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday. Come with us to Quinn's wedding. Guaranteed to put a smile on your face. An executive producer of Insecure. They want to make unfinished business into a movie. That book caused a lot of drama. Get your popcorn ready. Bring me just like old times, only better. The Best Man, The Final Chapters, a new limited series, streaming now, only on Peacock. Let's get-
get lit. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA. Or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ellen Stahl with me, field coordinator for the John Birch Society, JBS.org, the new American.com. Brian Rust with me, Kelly Finnegan with me, RustCoinandGift.com. Let's go ahead and do the honest money report first, shall we? Uh, Brian, where are we sitting at when it comes to gold? Uh, we're at 1918.50. 1918.50. That's up a little bit, right? Yeah, we're up a little bit. All right, silver? Uh, 23.61. All right, that's down a teeny bit from what I had before. So there you go. How about Great. rhodium and all the other real metals, huh? Uh, rhodium's at 13,000, same as it was last week. Any comment on that, uh, Kelly? No, I mean, gold and silver are hanging in there doing their thing, you know. And I don't always say they're up, the dollar is down. So, the dollar's down? Well, yeah, because the (laughs) The dollar's always down. The ounce of gold is an ounce of gold, it doesn't change, but. The number of oh. pieces of paper you got to spend to get it changes. Yeah, I forgot about that. I got a question. When will the dollar and Charmin reach parity? I think Charmin's better. It's more absorbent. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, Brian? Well, I agree with Kelly. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, that dollar, uh, you know, realistically, it, it, it's fading. I think countries are trying to you know, do their own thing now. We've got this, you know, the central bank digital currency that's opening up tomorrow, I'm sure, and and all these countries, you know, putting that on the table. So who knows? Because last week Kelly brought up the BIDMAC uh, was basically used as kind of a, I don't know what you want to call it, an economic entity or an economic theory. And so I'm kind of thinking the dollar versus uh, Charmin when they reach parity, we'll really know how bad right. it is, right? What about liquid I mean, gold? Honey. I know, but I kind of like Charmin. Because doesn't it really yeah. highlight the reality, right? Yeah, but you can rinse the dollar off and reuse it. Charmin can't do that. So that's the only drawback. Oh, good point. Because of the plastic fake nature of the dollar, you mean? Well, it's, it's not even real. Paper. It's not even real paper, is it? What do you think, Eldon? I'm waiting for the dollar and Charmin to reach parity. Is what I'm kind of thinking. Eldon. Oh, we'll try to get Eldon back. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, it, I would just. Oh, can go you ahead, hear me? Sir. Yes, yeah, sir. just whatever you do, don't invest in that crypto toilet paper. That stuff's just not. It's not the same. 
What do you think, Brian? You can have a digital token as your teepee. Yeah. It, uh, well, I tell you, is it is it toilet paper that was going off the shelves here uh, a year or two back or, or so? Or wasn't it the Charmin? Well, they're saying it's Charmin quickly? forever is the, kind of one of their commercials, right? So I'm <laughs> just <Yep>. thinking <laughs> that, you know. All right, here's the problem. Here's why I say this. They say there's another Biden disaster in the works. Saudi Arabia now announces, quote, readiness to trade in currencies other than the U.S. dollar. That's going to be a huge blow to the U.S. economy, Kelly. Yeah, it will be because uh, there will be no longer be a petrodollar. But China tried to trade the yuan with them, or the renminbi, whichever one you want to call it. And they're like, no, 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 no. We won't take yours because theirs is only good in China. So they, they, they know the Chinese are bad. But we're not quite as bad as the Chinese, but we're getting there pretty fast. All right. There you have, what do you say to this, Brian? I, I, this, is, this is really the uncoupling, though. I'm serious. Uh, because Saudi Arabia has been bought off for a long time, and it's been really one of our, I don't know what you want to call it, stepchild that we love to beat uh, into submission over using the U.S. dollar regarding oil, et cetera, et cetera. But now when um, they start to get bold, when they start to really say, you know, we're not, we're not going to really be trading in the U.S. dollar for a lot of our trades, going, that's a different ball game. It's going to change the game. Uh, it's one thing for China to say that or, or, you know, some of these other countries, Russia, when um, Saudi Arabia, our friends, say this, it's a different ballgame. Yeah, um, you know, the, there was um, they tried to do some trading actually outside the currency here. I, I'm trying to think just how that went. But they, they were trying to, to create a trade without using the dollar. And then the gov- our government kind of jumped and said, no, we'll fine you. We've got it, uh, sanctions and all this because – you have to trade in this dollar. And so they're already looking at ways. And this this was a year or two ago, I believe I was reading about that. So now, you know, they're trying to put this in place where we, yeah, we, we're not going to, we're not going to play with the dollar. We're going to be able to, to uh, trade and not have you hanging over us and controlling everything that we do. And so I think that's the push. And I think this digital currency, every country, I mean, Turkey, everybody out there, you know, the, you know, Great Britain, all these com- countries are looking at it as far as, you know, how to trade. Some are talking wholesale trade. China's already got a platform for, for you know, the public to use. I mean, there, it's, so things are moving along that path. So, yeah, I think it's a matter of time before you know, they, they're, they're, they're not using the dollar anymore. I don't know how to prevent it. The only best way I know to prevent it right now is use cash. Eldon, what do you say? Is that an answer? Will that stop it? Will that make it harder for them? Potentially, um, it's <laughs> yeah. Rather than just doing the digital stuff, right? Uh, and cash has other advantages as well. Even though we know that Federal Reserve notes are not something that is ultimately <laughs> uh, of value, but but still better than using uh, the digital stuff. Kelly, what do you think? Well, I mean, if we just it, go digital, it, it, I don't know how to stop it. Well, in a, in a way, we're doing it. I mean, everybody uses a card for everything. And there's some places that won't take cash. I mean, you try to go to the, you know, 
whatever it was that the, where the jazz played is going to be the Delta Center again. You cannot use cash. You have to use a card. And so in Sweden, you have to use a card. So they've, they've pretty much done it already. It's just uh, going to be a card rather than whatever. And, and so we're pretty much doing it already. I think that was just a way to get us used to doing it. And uh, but yeah, use cash as much as you can. And, and it says right on there, it's legal tender. That means, you know, accepted for all, all debt, private and public. Make them, take them up on that. Yeah, but it's against the supreme law, Brian. Yeah, uh, I think, isn't, aren't the U.S. already looking at, at a digital dollar? I mean, they're already uh, exploring that market and trying to get, you know, they've been kind of behind or absent in the global discussion, but I think they're, you know, they, they don't want to be left behind, plus, the, you know, the mo- amount of money that they tend to lose as a result of other p- countries doing their own thing. So they're they're pushing as well. They're kind of, you know, exploring what they can do, and, and is it uh, – this digital dollar foundation, uh, in, in, you know, they're talking there as far as exploration of, of this central bank digital currency. So, yeah, they're they're in play. So things are rolling, I guess. There you have it, Eldon. What, what do you say to this? Well, it's it's quite a I don't know brave new world as they call it. it we got to be prepared for I, I think some hard times uh, that are going to come because of so many machinations that have been done behind the scenes um, and there's there's certain things that are probably beyond the control of the average person uh, so you have to some of those things you just have to be prepared but other things are are you know within our control if we organize we educate people enough of them uh, we can turn things around but it's either way it's not easy let me tell you the reason that I dig into this so hard and kind of ask these questions, at Kelly and Brian Eldon, because you know what? If they move me to do a digital currency and they literally control the, <clears throat> I don't know what you want to say, the programmable currency or whatever else, and, you know, Sam talks a little too uh, not to their liking. Is that the way to put it? They might just decide that all Sam's money is programmed to zero. Then what do I do, Kelly? Right. Exactly, and that's why uh, put some gold and silver away, you know, and and barter. Make sure you have some skills that somebody wants. Wow, that doesn't sound fun, Brian. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, and and that's the, that's the fear I think a lot of people have. I mean, right now they're already trying to control all this, that, and the other, and. and uh, you know what you can take and so on but uh you know they talk right here that, that 114 countries representing 95 percent of the global uh gdp are currently researching uh digital currency and so we're kind of remained um the u.s sits back and kind of watches what's happened but these 114 countries are moving forward so Brian Rust with us, RustQuentingGift.com. Hang tight, more in seconds. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. 
This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. All right, I got a potential good news piece for you. You know, I've been always talking about the government needing to shut down agencies if you want to save some money. They're about to bump their head against the debt ceiling once again, ladies and gentlemen. No headroom, if you will. But nevertheless, I've been saying what you got to do is you got to cut government agencies. Just shut them down, especially if they're unconstitutional. And, of course, most folks don't listen to me at all. But you know what? Now Matt Gates is listening to me. He introduces what's called... The abolish the ATF Act. Abolish the ATF Act. I love it. After ruling against stabilizing braces, uh, Matt Gates says the ATF is really on a snipe hunt to convert otherwise law-abiding Americans into felons. Fox News with the details on this one. Matt says the continued existence of the ATF is increasingly unwarranted based on the actions they're taking to convert otherwise law-abiding people into felons. Bottom line is it doesn't work. So he's got a plan here. He says we're going to do this. Here's the deal. Let's see if I can get this right. The bill would abolish the ATF. If that doesn't work, we're going to try defunding the ATF. And, if, of course, that doesn't work. We're going to target the individual bureaucrats at the top of the ATF who have exceeded their authority in, quote, rulemaking, etc. And if that doesn't work, we're going to take a meat cleaver to the statutes that the ATF believes that broadly authorize their actions. Matt gets is serious. The question, Kelly, is will he have the mojo? I think not. I think they'll cave and fund the debt ceiling and, and Matt will put up a good old fight and sound like he's really tearing it up in the boxing ring. But when push comes to shove, he'll be in his corner where he belongs. Uh, yeah, not that I believe that. That's what they'll do. What do you say, Kelly? He'll, he'll use that for, you know, 
re-election time. Look, I, I, I fought. I fought the good fight. And I saw a T-shirt that was interesting. It said, I'm guessing you're not here for my alcohol or my tobacco. So kind of shows you the ATF could care less about the first two letters in their name. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> people need to put these people's feet to the fire. You say you're going to do this, let's see you do it. Come on. The problem is they act like they have all the mojo in the world to do things, but they really don't. The Senate can shut them down. Now, they do hold the purse strings. The problem is they don't have enough of them that are really Matt Gates-ish. In other words, most of them are mainstream Republicans, deep state Republicans. They're compromised. Tell the cows come home. I appreciate Matt's attempt and agenda. And I praise right. I commend him for his work. But at the same time, I just don't think the mojo's there, Brian. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with you, Sam. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. And, and talk's cheap. I wish, you know, like Kelly says, let's, okay, let's let's see what's, what's happening. What did, what did uh, Jamie Dimon said? Don't quit messing around with the debt ceiling. Saying just leave it alone. It's <laughs> J.P. Morgan guy. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, good good thoughts. What do you say, Eldon? Do you think they'll have the mojo in this one? I mean, I pray they do. I wish they would. Don't get me wrong. Well, I think you're right. The, the power that the people from the Freedom Caucus seem to have in a, uh, you know, partisan that's divide that's, you know, very slim majority is that when there's a question that comes up that tends to divide the Republicans and Democrats along party lines, then the um, the Freedom Caucus people can be the deciding factor and yield at a, in you know a disproportionate amount of power. Uh, but on funding the ATF, I I would agree there's probably enough Republicans and Democrats to reach a majority in the House to do that, and, and there wouldn't be a majority to to cut their funding. But I, I could be wrong. I pray we get it done is all I got to say, and I commend Matt Gates. Don't misunderstand my hesitancy or my, what do they call it, cynicism or whatever. I'm, I'm just jaded, folks. I've just seen this for so long where we hear these promises, and it never happens, Brian, never. Well, really quick, I Kelly, yeah. I, I'm surprised the NRA hasn't spoken up and said anything. You know, it's like they just kind of lay low. They don't want to put another target on their back, and, and they really need to be out there, too. Amen. Gun owners, everybody needs to double down, stand up, get involved, and back Matt and others to say, let's just shut this organization flat out down. Look, it's unconstitutional. I don't see why, why we got to even fight to shut it down. But there it is. Now, I don't know. Um, I don't know which one of you. Uh, this would be your girlfriend, but, you know, we can start there. Remember Greta Thunberg? She's that. 16-year-old, 15-year-old autistic girl that runs around about the climate. Do you remember her? How yeah. dare you? Yeah. What do you mean, how dare me? Fred <laughs> is lying. How dare you? Well, I'm just that saying. Her, that a, was the line, wasn't it? She's a young teenage girl, yep. and she's autistic yep. a little bit. and I, You know, that's the way it is, isn't it? Yeah, now, from that. my perspective, they're using this girl as a propaganda piece. She's a mere teenager and a kid and shouldn't be yep. used uh, in this light. But she was given carte blanche opportunity to speak between the climate change activists at the United Nations in the United States. Uh, she was literally able to roll up there and literally chide and chastise all the adults in the room. Well, anyway, there's a viral video of her 
I don't know if you're familiar with this, but in this viral video of her, um, she was getting arrested for her climate change activism. Do you guys know about this? No. All right. I saw something about that, but well, well here's there? the deal. The viral video uh, of her and her climate change activism, Greta Thunberg being detained by cops and arrested in Germany. Well, it turns out that it was probably staged, folks. There's now video of the arrest. Of course, it quickly circulated online everywhere. But now there's a backup video that shows Thunberg laughing with men in police uniforms in front of cameras before being taken away, hauled off in handcuffs. So it was all fake. Yeah, how convenient. Yeah, so your girlfriend got saved, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah, she, I, I got to talk to her. You know, this is ridiculous. You know, when she keeps doing stuff like this, she's supposed to be out there all the time, and she can only do stuff when her parents write what she's supposed to say. If they ask her in person, she'll like, well, let's let let this other person talk. What do they think about it? Because she doesn't have her script in front of her. That's the problem. And my problem is, though, that, you know what? It's always been where we don't use kids. We don't go to that low. We don't attack the president's children or a congressman or senator or somebody in politics. We don't attack their children. We don't. Now they're literally taking this poor girl who's young, autistic, clueless, She's literally raging at the whole adult population. Now there's an arrest, but it's all fake, and she's hanging out with the cops, and now she's in Germany, and before she was, you know, she's from Sweden, I guess. Uh, but I look at it, she's your Sweden, Sweden, or Swedish sweetie there, Kelly, uh, is what she is. So, but I'm saying this is crazy. Um, and now it's all fake to just peddle her, I don't know what I'll call it. She's a climate activist and everything else, but... I've got a problem with this whole narrative of using her in the first place. She's chastising all the adults. You're not doing enough, Brian. You're the bad guy, Brian. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny how they, uh, in order to accomplish their agenda, they use some of this. Wait, I mean, you could, I guess you could say the same, you know, the January 6th, um, you know, riots. I had, I had a friend uh, who stood on those stairs and said, there's no riots, but yet if you watch the news and the media and what they played, man, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't what he saw. You know, he was there. He didn't. You know, those people who we moved down there, we weren't rioting. Even you had people on your show, Sam, that said the same thing. But yet the, because they were able to, this clip and this clip and throw this in and a few people doing this, you know, or whatever. I mean, yeah, there was some. <clears throat> they were moving inside, but you know, it's not the same as what was told by people who were standing there or moving, you know, along that path. So, but they create we're what getting, they want to create. We're getting peddled propaganda left and right, ladies and gentlemen, is the quintessential point. All right, George Santos, or George Santos, this is the guy that literally lied his way to get elected. More information is coming out about, against Republican New York representative George Santos. It turns out that they say he will serve on House committees. McCarthy confirmed, but here's the problem. Now that they say they're going to put him on some committees, he's being protected and promoted by the right, even though they knew ahead of time he was a criminal. Now George Santos, I guess, reportedly used the name uh, Guitara or Katara uh, during the time he was a, quote, Brazilian drag queen. 
Yeah, Kip Jones with the article on that. But So this George Santos guy was a drag queen, used the name Katara. George's mother was also not in New York on 9-11. George says she was, but evidence shows she was not. Uh, this guy's just flat out a liar in every sense of the word, all the way down to the fact this guy was a drag queen in Brazil, and now he's a congressman hanging out with the Republican right. I bring it up and say this guy got elected on criminal activity, and McCarthy says, so what? But they want us to take them seriously, yeah. that we see a seat change in Congress and in the Republican Party, Kelly? Well, McCarthy needed his vote to be able to get in to be the House Speaker. That was the only reason he turned a blind eye to it. So now and he's got to give a payback. Exactly, you know. And uh, and if you get rid of this drag queen, well, it really shows that you're not in touch with the majority of the you know the American people on on uh, transgenderism and whatnot. So, yeah, it's, and, and the people in New York are pissed about this, so they got lied to. You know, not the first time they they expect it from the Democrats, but not from the Republicans. All right, the final story of the hour. We'll go to Eldon on this one first. It looks like Pope France, Francis delivered a profanity raid. I guess he was uh, speaking to. Um, what do they call it, Sem- seminarians in Barcelona on December the 10th in which he literally dropped F-bombs and he said, refrain from being clerical. You got to forgive everything, even if the people aren't repentant at all. And uh, so he dropped uh, this F-bomb-laden uh, speech. You're talking about the Pope Francis, Eldon. You remember, it uh, used to be people would joke and they would say, is the Pope Catholic, right? Right. Well, now it seems to be more of a serious question. Yeah, I guess it all depends on how you define a Catholic. Catholic. Joe's Catholic there. Yeah, well, it just just seems like it's it's difficult for people to, if, if they're Catholic, to just, you know, kind of reconcile themselves with uh, this person that has the title of Pope. Uh, I'm not Catholic, so I, I mean I don't want to discourage right, I, anybody. I can Catholic, joke but... about I can joke about Greta being somebody's girlfriend, but I can't joke about Qatar being anybody's girlfriend. I just can't go that far. I won't do it. Won't do it, <laughs> Kelly. Final words, yours, Kelly. Well, it just shows you the hypocrisy that's out there, and and you know, if people are just truth is stranger than fiction. Ryan. God bless America. Boy, does she need it, sir. Amen. Thank you so much. If you want constitutional currency, if you want to build a hedge to stabilize your portfolio, rustcoiningift.com is your answer. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Brian. This is One Hour on the Can, second hour coming up, Liberty Roundtable Live. RustClinicGift.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. 
Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for January the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two. Our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property. And to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. Wow, we got a lot going for us, don't we? We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on on the face of the earth. So sorry about my voice, ladies and gentlemen. I've had some health problems lately, and we're just doing the best we can. Wow. Uh, we got an incredible guest on the radio with us today. His name is Ward Connerly, and he's author of a bunch of books, Creating Evil, My Fight Against Race Preferences, Lessons from My Uncle James. He's with a group called American Civil Rights Institute, ACRI.org, to learn more. He's the author of a bunch of books. He's a columnist. Uh, he's a political advocate. He is the key figure for passing the Proposition 209 in California, which outlawed race and gender preferences in college and in university hiring, etc. He's done a tremendous job rejecting uh, the racial divides in America, the special interests, etc. Ward, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. It's a pleasure to be with you, Sam. Give us a 30-second besides my introduction on who you are. I'm just a patriot, guy who loves his country, who wants to get it right with regard to the issue of race and to advance the nation as a colorblind, if you will, society. Now, they want to say the founders were racists. What do you say? Uh, They're crazy. I don't see how any group of people who promote the idea that we're a nation that is based on equal rights for everyone uh, are racist. They say that because most of the founders, if not all of them, were, were white, but most of the NBA is black. So what does what does all of that mean? I think it means they want to use race to divide. The communists love to divide and conquer, uh, and we've got to simply reject this divide narrative if we ever want America to continue to be great. I agree, totally agree. We are great, uh, but it's because we are, as De Tocqueville said, we're good people. And uh, from that goodness stems a great country, which we are. I don't believe the founding fathers were racist. I think they were caught by societal realities they were born into. And I think they did their best to change the narrative. They're the ones that said in the Declaration of Independence that, you know what, we're all created equal, endowed by our creator with unalienable rights. I don't think they were racist. I think they just were in a very difficult circumstance. It took a long time to change society, like William Wilberforce. It takes a long time to make the change. Consistent action is what made the change for William Wilberforce and in America as well. Uh, sometimes it doesn't come so easy, but I don't believe the founders were racist. 
I agree with them. I think that they were, if you want a word to describe them, they were capitalists. And the the main product at the time for that for the capitalists was slavery. And if they could have obtained the slaves from Switzerland or something, they would have. They were capitalists. Ladies and gentlemen, Ward wrote an incredible column in 2020. The article is called America Isn't a Racist Country. Ward Connolly, Wall Street Journal is where it appeared July 24th uh, in 2020. Uh, I agree with Ward. We're not a racist country. You know, they want you to believe that I'm white. Therefore, uh, based on critical race theory, that I'm a racist and I can't help it and I'll never live it down. And the blacks are always the victims and, and this kind of stuff. But you know what? When I go out into the world, Ward... I don't see that. I work with people of all races, all colors, mixed races, black, white, and nobody cares. As long as people are honorable to one another, they seem to work well together. That's the reality that I see in America. I hold the door for people walking in a restaurant. I don't care if they're black or white. They do the same to me. Right? We could form a parade based on that premise, and and the line would be 50 miles long. Because that's what most Americans believe. We marry across lines of race. We work together. We play together. We try to build this country. We're focused on living through the day and earning a living. We're not focused on the color of somebody's skin. The only ones who are, that is their living. That's their product. Eldon? Yeah, uh, Ward, why why do you feel that uh, there is such a push for, I guess you'd say, hypersensitivity to race, uh, trying to somehow accommodate or uh, make amends for the past, uh, reparations, all of this? What What is, the, in your view, the motivation behind that? It's political. It is the fact that, like, any other industry, you always want a new product. You always want a something new on the shelf to peddle. And for those in the race industry, and that includes universities and politicians, Democrats largely, progressives, the new product is diversity and equity. And they are pushing that with every fiber of their being because it is the way to affect how people think and the policies that we enact. And it is it is the one issue that is least likely to get pushed back from the American people because those who are the beneficiaries of all of that, so-called people of color, they're not going to push back. And those that are being stigmatized by all of this, namely whites and Asians to a large extent, were regarded as white adjacent. They're not going to push back too much. It's just a few people who will push back on all of this. And so they have a pretty good chance of prevailing. 
All right, I want to talk about lessons from oh. my Uncle James, because I believe in there there's some incredible anecdotes. Why don't we tease the audience with a little bit of it and then tell people where they can get that book? Well, my Uncle James, my mother died when I was four, and uh, I'd been born in Leesville, Louisiana, with a C on my birth certificate for colored, although I came from a very mixed-race family. But before she died of an aneurysm, she was very young, uh, she exacted a promise from one of her sisters and the husband of that sister, my Uncle James, that they would take care of me. And so at the age of four, I became the uh, under the tutelage of what I call a committee of three which were my Uncle James, that bird, and my maternal grandmother, Mary Sonia. And um, that committee of three um, tried to raise me uh, based on principles in the church and family about self-reliance. And Lessons from My Uncle James is a book that outlines the different lessons that I learned. Uh, one of which is you do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Another, make sure that you uh, get yourself educated because nobody's going to give you SH boy. And uh, basic, basic beliefs that helped to build the country, but that were not being passed along to young colored boys. And so my Uncle James and Mom, my grandmother, who was the chair of the committee, and my Aunt Bird made sure that I was properly placed on the right path to become a productive person, and I would, quote, make something of myself. That was the lesson that I learned from Uncle James, that you want to make something of yourself. You want to be a credit to your country. Uncle James was a man who never got beyond the third grade, but he loved to hunt. Thus, the second, the fourth, the second amendment. He loved to, to, uh, to be a good person to anybody he met. Even though he never got beyond the third grade, James Lewis was a man that could interact with the president of the United States, uh, regardless of who he or she was, uh, because he was just that kind of a person. All right, we're going to go ahead and skip the break. Uh, we're going to continue our incredible interview, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about race. We're talking to Ward Connor Lee. His website, acri.org. We're talking about uh, some books he's written. What he's learned from his Uncle James is one of them. Uh, and we're talking about, you know what, the principles that made America great uh, were taught toward by James, by his grandmother, uh, etc. And we're talking about what it takes to be a good person in America. Now, your race is interesting. Uh, tell us your race makeup, because I think it's important when they put C on your birth certificate, it's kind of interesting, Ward. 
Well, Sam, I'll tell you, my uh, maternal grandmother, mom, who was the head of the committee of three, um, she was, her parents were um, Irish, full-blooded Irish, and Choctaw Indian. And she married a guy who was uh, Creole, white primarily, uh, Eli Sonier. And on my father's side, I, is the only place where African ancestry came in. But I could form a United Nations just based on my heritage. But in America, if you have one drop of black blood, you are black. So I... I'm a black guy. On my birth certificate was that C for Connor for colored, not for Connerly, for colored. And I um, have always had an attitude about race that sort of sort of rejects the whole idea of dividing the American people into separate races. My hope is that we evolve to the point where all that matters is our American identity. Doesn't matter whether we're whether we're black or because there are a lot of very fair-skinned people that we call black, even though they're white for all intents and purposes. A lot of people of Latin descent, Latin American descent, that are called brown even though many of them are white. So the whole concept of dividing people into this crayon, <laughs> with this crayon box <laughs> and uh, sorting us into separate races is goofy. And I think... I always, I always say this. I always say this, Mr. Connolly. We're all God's children. When are we going to act like it? Indeed. Indeed. I think we will evolve an American identity eventually. It won't be in my lifetime, but I think you're seeing it now. Um, people of color, well, who's of color? Uh, that won't last very long. And eventually we'll wind up 100 years from now, perhaps, but it, it'll happen. The only thing that matters is I'm an American. And uh, we will disregard all of these other divisions that we keep messing with. In my lifetime, I've grown from colored to Negro to black to African-American to a person of color. These are ridiculous classifications of people, of humans. I like the term child of God for all of us because I think it really relates it. to I the human race. Now, they call me a racist. Do you want to know why? They want to create these well, cyborgs. They want to create these cyborgs. Yeah. So they want to create this kind of a mixture between some kind of computer, human, I don't know what, AI bot, human kind of thing. I want to just stick with the human race. I reject the kind of cyborg race. Uh, so I guess I'm a racist, huh? They'll call you that, and I'm an Uncle Tom, because I refuse I mean, just, to it, fall into line with, with what they want. 
Amen. Eldon, this is the quintessential point, though. I don't want to be half computer. I don't want them to try to think that I'm a hackable human or something like that, hackable animal and stuff like that. So I reject that. I'm for the human race, Eldon. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the difficulty is uh, a lot of these people that are pushing, um, you know, the idea that we should classify everybody by race or by gender or whatever, um, they don't believe in God. You know, they, they think government should be God. And so they, they want to just remake society and, and all this stuff. So um, and same goes for, of course, uh, a lot of these folks that are pushing the cyborg type stuff. They, they think, well, okay, we can just remake the human race. That's part of the problem, Mr. Connerly. They don't believe in God, do they? No, they don't. Now, you, uh, you find that if you believe and God and you promote your beliefs, you're somehow a weirdo. Uh, I remember when I first got involved in this whole area of public policy, I came from a small business that I owned in California, and I called upon a consultant who was a, a leader in his field, and the first thing he said to me was, I, I see where you're a man of faith. Don't promote that too widely because they'll think you're a weirdo. And uh, so what I did the first show that I was on, guess what I did? Uh, promote a God, family, and country. I underscored that I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I, I love it. You know, I was, well, good. I was offered a big-time talk show host position. But they told me that to take it, I'd have to talk a lot less about God. Uh, and I refused yeah. and turned it down. So there's kind of where I stand on, on the matter. You know, this race thing is very, very divisive. But I think Americans are waking yeah. up to the communist agenda, the divide and conquer godless idea. And I think more and more Americans are realizing that we've been played for suckers on this issue for so long, calling the founders racist, uh, etc. It's falling on deaf ears now as more Americans realize, look, it was societal. It took a long time to change things. Change comes hard uh, sometimes when people's economic futures depend on it. Uh, when people have been taught a certain way for so long, it's really hard to teach the truth to them uh, and help them kind of understand uh, who they are, help them understand. Your books, though, and your efforts have been taking America a long way uh, to the correct position uh, on this, that we're all God's children, creating equal uh, in my mind, is a, a very adept title to highlight this point, sir. Well, thank you. you. You're very kind. I am afraid, however, that if we don't get it right this next election, 2024, the progressives are going to prevail, and there's nothing that is more central to progressive ideology than dividing people by race. Uh, this equity, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, if we don't get it right in 2024, that will be the law of the land for all intents and purposes. And we're going to move further, further to the left. And uh, with, with, with progressives, nothing is more important than race. Race is the centerpiece of a progressive ideology. 
Eldon? Yeah, it seems like that's that's the case. They they want to uh, just divide us. Um, in other countries, it seemed like it was it was other things by classes. But the United States, they, they focused on the uh, the race just because of our history. But um, what uh, I guess what can be done? Would you say what would be the uh, your recommendation for the average person? Well, the average person is. Make sure that you don't leave democracy, this constitutional republic, on autopilot. Exercise your right with enlightenment. 2024 is critical. I know that a lot of people um, have some reservations about uh, who is likely to be the Republican nominee based on his personal style, but his policies are solid. And we're going to have to get it right in 2024 because the underlying thing that we have to deal with and we have to reject is progressive ideology. Uh, That relates to immigration. It relates to diversity and and, uh, equity. There is a an interagency committee within the Biden administration and placed in Janet Yellen's operation that is working on this 24-7. Most Americans don't have a clue what's going on, but we have to we have to get it right at the next election because this progressive ideology will be the mainstream of American life. If we don't perform our electoral duties adequately, critical race theory says that because I'm white, I'm inherently a racist. It's so innate, I don't even know it. The fact that I don't realize it even is further proof that it's true. I don't know if you know this, uh, Mr. Connerly. I'm a totally blind person. I don't know what race anybody is. In fact, I don't even know. They tell me that I'm white, but I don't even know that that's a fact. They could be lying to me. Oh, my innately a racist, sir, according to their ideology. How does that work? Because I don't I don't understand it. Well, Sam, you and I, uh, I've never met you, but I, I just can't tell you how much I relate to what you're saying. Uh, I'm not blind uh, physically, but I'm blind by by practice. Uh, I I don't care about a person's skin color. I just don't care. Um, But we are, we're at a very critical point as a country and we are a great country, but that's a, can be a fleeting thing. You make the wrong decision and poof, you're no longer a great country. If you get the wrong dude in there guiding you around, that's for sure. You know, I was supposed to let you go at the 30 break, sir, but I'm hoping you can stay with us just a few more minutes. Do you have time to do that? Sure, I'll make time. All right. Stay a little longer. I want to talk about a few things that I really think are critical, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to Ward Connerly, and he's the author of a bunch of books. Creating Equal is one of them. My Fight Against Race Preferences is another one. 
lessons from my Uncle James. By the way, get it right, America. It's not Uncle Tom. It's Uncle James, okay? Get it right, mainstream press. We're talking about his organization, American Civil Rights Institute, ACRI.org. When we come back, I got a little story um, for Mr. Connerly. I, I want to get his take on it. We'll talk more in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Florida Republican Representative Greg Stubbe was transported to a hospital Wednesday afternoon after he fell off a roof in Sarasota, Florida. The report indicated Congressman Stubbe was involved in an accident on his property late Wednesday afternoon and has sustained several injuries. The 44-year-old represents Florida's 17th Congressional District, which is the outer suburbs of Sarasota and Fort Myers, through the Everglades. 65-year-old actor Julian Sands has disappeared after hiking up Southern California's Mount Baldy last weekend. San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department announced a call for help came in from his family. Still no word. Eleven storms in California in recent weeks could have ended the drought in the Golden State, but politicians never took the time to increase their water collection capabilities. We do everything we can to get rid of literally the most precious resource we have, water. Los Angeles Waterkeeper Executive Director Bruce Resnick on NBC News says because of this, the drought will continue to hinder the California region. It's not going to change that fundamental dynamic, and that's why I don't want people to get complacent. The 11 storms brought enough fresh water to cover the entire state of California in 15 inches of water. Because of California leadership, 80% of that water was put directly back into the Pacific Ocean. A cinematographer was fatally shot and the director wounded on the set of the film Rust. Actor Alec Baldwin is the man who pulled the trigger. He could learn his fate today. Baldwin could face charges in the shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. The shooting with an antique revolver happened during a dress rehearsal in October of 2021. At 9 a.m. local time Thursday, a district attorney in New Mexico will announce whether charges will be filed. Baldwin reached a settlement with Hutchins' family last fall in a wrongful death lawsuit. I'm Jeremy Scott. This is USA News. Nothing fights the winter blues like a delicious and satisfying meal. Luckily, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to start the year right and keep that warm and cozy feeling going all winter long. Right now is the perfect time to stock up and fill your freezer with flavor. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $30 off your order. Save on perfectly portioned favorites, easy meals, and so much more with Omaha Steaks Freezer Filler Sale. That's $30 off an endless variety of gourmet choices from incredible steaks, premium chicken, delicious pork to seafood. There's something for everyone, and every bite is backed by their 100% money back guarantee. Visit omahasteaks.com today. Enter TREAT at checkout to get $30 off your order. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Ah! 
Ellen Stahls with me, ladies and gentlemen, is the field coordinator for the John Birch Society, jbs.org. He's also involved with thenewamerican.com. Does a phenomenal job with me for two hours on when? on Thursdays. I like that. Not every Thursday, but once a month. We're grateful for him. We're interviewing Ward Connerly, who is really an American icon, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. His website, AC acri.org acri.org and it stands for the american civil rights institute and what we're talking about is race now my stand on race is very clear we're all god's children let's behave like it let's stick with the human race let's reject the cyborg merging into uh, this idea the hackable animal we're not hackable animals folks we're children of god okay Uh, and when they want to call somebody black and uncle tom shame on them for having the integrity to think for themselves Uh, We, the people, can stand together shoulder to shoulder as Americans, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And we can stand together on the principles that made America great. Because you know what? That's what makes individuals, families, and countries great. And that is the key. I wanted Ward to stay with us a little longer because I've got a personal story that I find interesting. Everybody knows I'm a totally blind person. I have no idea what race you are or I am, and I don't care, okay? If you're nice to me and kind to me and you shake my hand and you're decent and honorable and you do what you say you're going to do, etc., even if we differ politically, you're a friend of mine. And if you're dishonest and immoral and, and you can't be trusted, then you know what? I want to get as far away from you as I can possibly get. I don't care who you are. Okay? It's that simple of a reality. They mock me, though, and say fundamentally because I'm white, I'm a racist. There's no way to change that. I just need to know what race people are, so they got to tell me so that I can decide how I'm going to treat them. I'm joking, folks. Think about that. It's insane. It's crazy. Okay, folks, I'm going to treat people uh, kindly. I want to treat people the way that I want to be treated. Isn't that what I'm supposed to come out of the gate doing, no matter what color I am? I want to come out of the gate treating people like I want to be treated, right? Isn't that the fundamental truth we should live by? Well, anyway, here's the story, Warden, and I would love your response. I walked up to my door one time because someone knocked on it, and I opened it, and this guy says, hey, I want to sell you, and I can't remember even what he was trying to sell me. I said, no, I'm not interested. No, I'm not interested. And the guy started just to get a little bit hostile, and I didn't kind of understand why. Uh, Next thing you know, my 10-year-old daughter walks up beside me, and she said, Dad, he's trying to shake your hand. He's got his hand out. So I started to put my hand out because I didn't realize he wanted to shake my hand. I just stood there. I didn't know any better. I apologized. I just didn't know any better. And uh, so I reached my hand out. He pulls his hand out, and he goes, no, no, sir. No, no, no. It don't wash off now. You, You... you can't, what, what that? you can't shake my hand. And so he then proceeded to back away. And then I'm like, sir, you know what? I, I'm more than willing to shake your hand. I didn't know you had your hand out of a blind person. He realized I was blind because he knew that my daughter walked up and told me that. I mean, he understood in an instant, but he didn't care. He left my house basically saying, sir, it doesn't wash off now. You can't. Uh, and, and he basically wanted us to believe that I was the racist, that I wouldn't shake his hand. I would have shaken it. I would have shaked his hand in a second had I known. The proof is the second I learned of it, I put my hand out. But he treated it as if, hey, he shouldn't be in my rich neighborhood because I'm a white guy and I don't want to buy his products because I'm a racist. And, and and he went on like this. And I got done marveling about that experience afterwards, just thinking, wow, what an interesting interaction, sir. Dad, when he says it doesn't wash off, I don't quite understand that. What, 
What does it I guess, wash I off? guess he was saying that he's black and he can't wash it off, right? And and I guess I'm saying I could care less. Well, you know, there, there's some there's some real idiots. Um, but I got a question though. I'm the white guy. I'm supposed to be the racist. He's the black guy. He's supposed to be the victim. But I feel like I was the victim, sir. I should. I was willing to you shake were. his hand and treat him decently. I just didn't want to buy what he was selling. That's all. I have that right too. But that doesn't mean that I'm a racist. He was the racist. I was not the racist. That's the facts of the the matter. It's absolutely a hundred percent provable by the interaction. Sam, I'm in the process of writing my last book because I'm 83, and the good Lord's not going to give me much time to write another, so this is my last. And uh, last night I was in a chapter that reminded me of an experience that I had in 1996, I think it was. Or 97. And it was with a state senator uh, who happens to be black. And she really criticized me about my position on affirmative action, which I oppose. And she didn't discuss the affirmative action issue. She discussed the fact that I have more melanin than my wife, who is white, and therefore I don't want to be black because I married a white woman. And her comment would have been in the Ku Klux Klan Hall of Fame. And I called her a bigot and a racist. (laughs) Um, And I was the one who was out of line in the words of the Sacramento Bee for for creating an uncivil environment. Now my <laughs> point is my, my point is that you can say some stupid things, some racist things, if you're a quote minority or you're a black woman or a black male, but I hear this often from black women. He married a white woman. Why can't we say you're a racist to that person that doesn't want to shake your hand or to that woman who calls me uh, an Uncle Tom and I I don't want to be black, I want to be white. You know... If if you really believe in equality and that we're all children of God, you call it as you see it. So if you were to look into the Sacramento Bee and see that story, I would hope that you would say Connerly's got it right. That woman's a bigot. She's the she racist. She is a bigot. She That's is a racist. Bigotry. The guy that... The guy that refused to shake my hand is a racist. He should have realized that I was blind, realized there was no harm intended whatsoever, uh, 
Uh, he should have had respect for the 10-year-old girl that walked up and told her dad. Uh, and then when I put out my hand, he should have shook my hand and said, hey, thank you, sir. I'm sorry you don't want to buy what I have to sell. By the way, if he had something I wanted to buy, I might have bought it, though. I don't give a rip what race he is. Okay, if it was something that I yeah. needed or wanted, I would have been willing to purchase the product. That had nothing to do with it, although it became the quintessential issue. Now, I've got another story for you that you might find fascinating, and then I want to end on uh, what your latest book's going to be. Hopefully, we can keep an eye out for it and have you back to discuss it uh, as soon as it's released. I've got a friend by the name of James Edwards, and he advocates for the white race. And the reason that he does is because he's white, just as black people should advocate for their race, their heritage. Everybody should be proud of their heritage. I love to learn about heritage and history and, and where people came from and how they lived their lives, and uh, etc. So every... Uh, race, if you will, or every ethnicity should be happy and proud to advocate for their uh, race and their heritage. I don't believe we ought to focus on race, but it's okay to be to be proud of your heritage, your ancestors, and etc. Anyway, this gentleman, uh, they called him a leader of the KKK in a newspaper. Well, he's not even a member of the KKK, much less not a leader. He doesn't agree with the KKK. He's not involved in the KKK. So he sued this newspaper. They came back and said, we realize you're not a leader of the KKK. You're not a member. That's a fact. But they can call you a racist and a bigot and a leader of the KKK because of Aesop's <coughs> fables. Uh, based on the company you keep, they can call you uh, the leader of the KKK, even though it's quintessentially not true. What do you say to that, Ward? That's insane. It is. Now, my friend, you and I will disagree about one thing. I don't believe in having pride in anything over which you did not control or you did not make. So people that say I'm proud to be black, uh, black power, or I'm proud to be white, I don't, I just don't buy into that. Because the good Lord made me, the good Lord gave me the color, the, the melanin that I have. So I don't take pride in my color. Now, that doesn't mean, however, that others can't if they want to. Yeah, and let me, let me take a break. We'll come back and talk about this. That. Hold on. Let me take a break, Ward. We'll come back and talk about it. Because your point's well taken, okay. and I agree with you, too. I'll explain the pride in a second because I think it might be a little different than you're thinking. Either way, though, I don't necessarily share that, but I'll tell you what I do share. We'll talk about it in a second with Gord Connerly. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Scott Bradley here. 
Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Ward Connerly with us. His website, acri.org. It stands for American Civil Rights Institute. And we're talking about race clearly in his books. Um, Eldon Stahl with us as well, so it's a, a three-way discussion here. Um, right before the break, I had said, hey, you know what? This James guy's proud of his race, proud of who he is. He promotes, um, you know, the white race because he's white. And I said, everyone should celebrate their heritage and be proud of who they are. And uh, Ward's saying, hey, we disagree on this. That's okay. We can disagree. This is America, ladies and gentlemen. The genius is we can advocate for certain things, talk about certain things. We can let the listener make up their own minds. We don't have to control anybody. And we can also be kind enough to respect one another's views. And if we disagree, we can do so agreeably. But what we can also do is learn from one another and maybe change our opinions. That's valid in America, too. Let's not forget those realities. But I don't think that people need to be proud of the pigment or lack thereof or whatever in their skin, the pigmentation or whatever. I think people are, um, should be proud of who they are because God made me. So I'm a son of God, and I'm proud of how he made me. And he made me white, and he made somebody else black, and I think we can be proud of how we were made. He created a different people with different skill sets. My wife's a great writer. I can't write my way out of a paper bag compared to her, but I can talk, and she's not a talker. And we all have these incredible talents and skills and blessings and that God's given us, and we should be proud of who we are, all of us. And so when I look at my ancestors, I'm proud of the ones that came to America and fought for liberty. And, and I'm proud of the historical relevance um, that they had and what they did. And the ones that didn't do so well, I'm not very proud of. And the ones that did great, according to the principles that I hold in my heart, the moral compass that I have, I'm, I'm proud of and happy about. So I'm proud that I'm a child of God in the way he's made me, not necessarily proud of uh, the pigmentation in my skin or any of that kind of stuff. That's what I'm talking about, Ward. Okay, I, you, you've sold me. Uh, I also think, Sam, that in a nation where there is so much emphasis on race and ethnicity, that it is just as valid for someone who wants to be proud of being white to do so, since everybody else in the country is entitled to do that. We're all entitled, I mean, but since everybody else is given a pass on promoting their, quote, race, whites should be as well. But for me, I just avoid making distinctions about people 
on the basis of factors over which they had no control. And I found that there's a very fine line sometimes between pride and prejudice. And people that uh, promote their color uh, often don't know where that fine line is. And they end up being prejudiced and and promoting their own race and down and uh, degrading other people of a different race and and, and that causes problems for me hey man, and I, I couldn't agree more I couldn't agree more there is a fine line Ellen and he, and he points out that line very well mm-hmm. we should never down another because of their race or their lack of talents in a given area I'm proud that I'm a male as opposed to a female not that I'm against any females but I'm I'm okay that God made me male uh, I believe that he made me for a wise purpose in him uh, and in the Bible, it says, hey, why was this guy born blind? Was it his parents or um, did he do something to sin to be blind? And Jesus basically came back and said, he's born blind, not because anybody sinned, but because so the works of God may be made manifest through him. So, see, I'm happy that I'm who I am. It isn't it isn't a dividing factor or it isn't a goal to put anybody else down or, or anything else in the in, in the making of that. But that fine line is vital to understand and respect, Eldon. I believe that Ward's right on this. Yeah. Well, it seems like the the interest of government in trying to make these distinctions is we're pitting people against each other, and everybody's competing for their piece of the pie and different benefits and recognition and protection and all that. And, of course, that's very different from just saying, well, you know, I'm I'm glad that my great-great-grandpa did such and such or or what have you. Uh, So it it seems like there's different motivations in there, but... uh, be good to get uh, Mr. Connerly's uh, take on it, too. Well, Eldon, I, I understand what you're saying, and Sam, you guys are raising a valid point. I have a very dear friend uh, who said to me, do you ever regret not being born white? And <laughs> I thought about it for a second, can I, can I stop I you there, though, and just introduce? That's an absolute clown question. Yeah. Shame well, on the question. Why would you ever regret how God made you? Well, when you've taken the stances that I have, you invite almost people to think that maybe you're not comfortable in your own skin. I end okay. up, when I say, for example, that we're not a racist country, that invites about 50 million people who will say that guy's a racist. He's an Uncle Tom. <laughs> and if I were a coward, when it comes to my own views, I would hide under the bed uh, because I, I wouldn't want to be called that. But I don't, I, I have no discomfort with my own views. And so I thought about the question, and, and I said, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that I was born with that C on my birth certificate, which is for colored. Because if I hadn't been born colored, I couldn't tell you what an idiotic question that is. Um, Amen to that. Well, I got a question. I got one oh, last goodness. question before we let you fly. What color is your blood? 
Uh, I get <coughs> dialysis twice a week uh, at DeVita Kidney Care Center. And occasionally when they extract the needles, I bleed a lot. So on that question, Sam, I have a good answer that is that I uh, that I know from experience. It's red. Same as mine, right? Yeah, it's red. People tell me my blood's red mm-hmm. too, just so you know. I don't really know, but they say it's red. <laughs> yeah, how do you know? I don't know. I have to just believe them. <laughs> there, see? But to me, see, that's the point that I'm getting at is, look, isn't it true that when you go to a medical place, if you need blood, they don't go, uh, are you black or white or anything else? What they say is, what blood type do you have? And then they give you blood based on your blood type, right? And it might be Amen. who knows whose blood, right? It might be an Asian person's blood there, and, and it might be a white person. Who cares? They're going to save your life, sir. Am I, am I crazy Amen. with this idea? No, no, you're not. You're not. All right, because, man, I don't even know, you know. My favorite color is blue, though. You want to know why? Because I hear the ocean's blue, and it's beautiful, and I hear the sky's blue, and it's beautiful. And my Levi's are blue, and I love to wear them, and my wife's eyes are blue. And you know what? They're all different blues, but I love it all. That's why. How's that for a person that has never seen blue? (laughs) I bring this all up, though, because, folks, we have got to to understand uh, the point that our dear new friend, Mr. Connor Lee, points out. Folks, we have got to learn to care about people's character. We have got to learn to focus on being united as we, the people, we are Americans, and we can do this. We can stand up together for the sacred cause of liberty and preserve liberty for us all. We all want the same thing. We all want to celebrate God, family, and country. We all want to be left alone. We all want to have a wonderful life. That's what it's all about. Your last book highlights this, right? It does. It does. Ward's Words, W-A-R-D, W-O-R-D, Ward's Words. And and tell us the summation of the book, and when will it be out? Probably won't be out until June, um, because I oppose race-based affirmative action, and the court is going to hand down, the Supreme Court, that is, is going to hand down its decision, which I pray to God will be it's unconstitutional, because it is, in June. And I'm holding back on Ward's words until June uh, to release it. But the premise of it all is that we are one people. We, We do not divide ourselves like a subdivision here based on race we're one people god's creation and that's how we should be treated that will be the underlying theme and the recurring theme of ward's words that is the next book coming out uh soon from ward connerly how long have you been married i was married 60 years and my wife and I divorced on November 21st last year because she'd had enough of my being involved in political activity. Good woman, but uh, 
I didn't place her at the top of my scale of priorities, and that was a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I bring that up because a man and a woman together is what God said should happen, right? God put man and woman together uh, in sacred marriage in a way to benefit his race, the human race. To learn more about Ward Connerly and his books, his efforts, the history of what he's accomplished, tremendous stuff in his life, ACRI.org. That stands for the American Civil Rights Institute. Thank you so much for your time, sir. We'll have you back when your book's out. Sam Eldon, thank you guys. I appreciate it. God bless you. There he goes. Eldon, yeah. what do you, what do you say? You, you want the last word? Well, it's just wonderful to have somebody on like yourself that just, uh, you know, tells it like it is and isn't uh, oh, so absorbed by all this uh, progressive obsession of race and all that. That's, you know, certainly a refreshing thing. There you have it. The last uh, story I'm going to highlight really quick before the end of the hour. We're going to dig into this more in uh, detail. Congresswoman or Congresswoman, she criminalizes criticism of any non-white person. Criticism of any non-white person could potentially result in a, quote, conspiracy charge. National conservative with the piece. Who am I talking about? Sheila Jackson Lee has represented her district, and she basically says, hey, you know what? You can't criticize anybody. You'll be charged with a, a, a criminal conspiracy called a white supremacy hate crime. Uh, anytime, anybody who criticizes immigration, criticizes uh, anybody who's not white, et cetera. My response is, folks, I don't want to criticize people, but I do want to highlight truth. And she's off her rocker crazy, folks. You have the freedom to criticize people. I don't think you should. You should be kind and talk about principle. But this is insane. It just proves what a racist Miss Jackson Lee is. She's off her rocker crazy, folks. We need to stand together as Americans and focus on things that have a higher purpose, a greater value, um, sacred things that can bring people together about God, family, and country. That's where I want to be. How about you? Thanks for being alongside for the ride for all of us on the two-hour broadcast. Thank you so much. We declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.